First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. At Four River Smokehouse, for a limited time, take $5 off on orders of $25 or more when ordering in-store or by phone when you mention Gators Breakdown. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus. Starting at $3 a month, get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shout-outs, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to gatorsbreakdown.supportingcast.fm to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters, and you can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Hopping on right here, Florida, Missouri, preview time. Man, only two more games left in this season. Florida travels on the road, Columbia, Missouri, Saturday. Four o'clock to take on the Missouri Tigers. This season flown by. Um, only two more games left. Uh, and we'll see what all the storylines are in these final two games. But for now, the Gators, as we know it, uh, will take take on uh, a Missouri Tigers team that beat South Carolina last week after uh, the week after South Carolina put it on Florida. So, you know, that's kind of what we're looking at here uh, when Missouri, uh, when Florida travels and takes on uh, Missouri. So plenty to get into with this game. Um, tell you what, this, one, this one's a little tricky. <laughs> you know, if Florida plays the best, of course, it's a game Florida can win. Uh, but we haven't seen that best in quite some time. So, and now Missouri with a, you know, some, I guess, momentum after beating South Carolina. They played Georgia the week before that. We'll get into their schedule a bit, too, uh, when Georgia pounded them the week after uh, – uh, the week after Florida and Georgia played. So, um, but you know what to look out for in Missouri. We'll get into all that to uh, a certain running back <laughs> that might put it on Florida uh, if the recent weeks are in the indication here, uh, you know, when Florida's been on the field uh, going to get some running games. So, oh, man, lots to get into right there and, and, and some hope, uh, I guess, when we look at this game. But, uh, you know, we'll go and uh, we'll watch and support the Gators along the way, but um, no guest this week uh, for this. I, I was under the weather yesterday and had a really busy week at work, so, uh, you know, just a short Missouri preview here uh, this week. It's been a while, but uh, let's get it out there. 
be a part of the Gator Collective. Uh, the link is in the description below. But, you know, this is a way to help our Gators out there. You can, you can commit to the Gator Collective. You create opportunities for student athletes out there to earn compensation for their name, image, and likeness. You want to help the Gators in recruiting? Well, it can start here. You can join by clicking on that link in the description here on YouTube or on the podcast uh, description there on whatever platform you listen to. Just go to the description there. Link to go to join the Gator Collective uh, is in there. So uh, Gators Breakdown receives a commission on donations made by our listeners to the Gator Collective. Grand Media Group and its television stations are not affiliated with or a sponsor of the Gator Collective. All right, here we go. Let's look at Missouri and these Tigers that the Gators face. Take a look at their schedule so far this year where they've played out there, opened the season with a 34-24 win over Central Michigan and got their first loss of the season the very next week. Uh, you guys, if you listen to Gators Breakdown, know I put a lot of stock in that Missouri-Kentucky game at the beginning of the season because um, coming into the season, it was thought that Missouri – and Kentucky, you know, would be the two teams that would give Florida the most trouble, um, you know, probably finishing behind Georgia. Uh, and so I put a lot of stock in that. It was a 35-28, really good game between uh, Missouri and Kentucky. So it's like, okay, well, maybe Missouri's not as good as I thought they would be because I had I picked Missouri third and third in the uh, uh, division uh, at SEC Media Day. So, you know, that game was kind of, at the time, for me, third place in the sec east but uh missed the mark on that one so missed the mark on florida and i missed the mark on missouri uh there so uh but 35 28 uh win versus uh, 35 28 loss to kentucky there in the second week of the season then a couple weeks later they lose to boston college and they lose to tennessee uh as well I mean, tennessee put it on them 62 to 24 you see it there that was a week after boston college beat them uh 41 34 so you back to back losses there for missouri uh, and you know, no big wins on the schedule, much like uh, Florida. I mean, Florida's best win this year is Tennessee uh, when you when you look at it. But Missouri, not a, I mean, not many wins you're going to point to to say, okay, well, that team is heading in the right direction. Their best win might be South Carolina last week. But here you are looking at their schedule: uh, 35-14 loss to Texas A&M. Um, as I said a couple weeks ago versus Georgia, a 43-6 to loss to Georgia. So five wins on the season for Missouri and five losses. Five and five, just like the Gators right here, are Missouri. So as I said, no good wins there. Um, maybe some bad losses. I mean – I mean, a terrible loss to Georgia by, you know, score-wise. May probably, at the time, I thought it was a bad loss to Boston College. But, you know, Missouri hasn't necessarily uh, been as good as I thought they'd be uh, this year. So, sitting at 5-5. Five and five, But they are coming off a victory over South Carolina. Well, they were pretty much in control. That score is a lot closer than that game. Well, I watched, uh, I watched most of that game, seeing as how Florida had played South Carolina uh, the week before and Missouri was the next opponent. So I watched that game a bit, and Missouri was in control uh, for most of that game. That, that, that score is kind of deceptive there with that 31-28 victory over South Carolina. 
So there you go. There is your look so far this season at uh, Missouri. So for Florida, the Gators enter with a two-game winning streak versus Missouri, four and two, dating uh, against the Tigers, dating back to 2015. Florida's outscored Missouri 64 to 23 and outgained the Tigers 900 yards to 504 yards across their two-game winning streak. The last two games here, Dan Mullen three and one, two and one at Florida versus Missouri in his career. Uh, in three games versus Missouri under Mullen, he's outscored Missouri 81 to 61 and outgained Missouri 1,223 yards to 900. And 75. So there we go. Um, only loss for Mullen would be the 2018 game. Um, you know, the week after Georgia, the Felipe Franks game, Felipe Franks gets benched. Uh, Kyle Trask comes in, looks better, plays better. You know, Florida still loses the game, of course. Looks like Kyle Trask is going to start the next week versus South Carolina and gets injured uh, in practice. So, um, you yeah, know, there you go. That was. Um, that was the only loss. I and mean, that was a, an ugly loss, of course. Um, when Florida had lost to Georgia and then lost to Missouri. Sorry, I'm trying to check something on my phone. Somebody had just sent something to me, but um, <laughs> trying to make sure no breaking news for something. Okay, never mind. There we go. Um, but yeah, you know, you got to go back to 2018 for Florida uh, to lose in that ugly Missouri game. It was one of the ugliest games I've seen Florida play in quite some time. Uh, to the South Carolina game a couple weeks ago. That's <laughs> probably uh, the last time I had really kind of felt that way about a Dan Mullen Florida team. Uh, is this, you know, the inexcusable loss to a team you really, really shouldn't have lost to? Those LSU games, as I said, the, the LSU games the last couple of years, yeah, I can put that in that category too, but it's, it, it's LSU. You know, they have talent. But Missouri in 18, yeah, that was, a, that was an ugly loss there, too. Um, so right now, of course, Mullins also won to know against Missouri head coach Eli Drinkowitz from you know last year's uh, win over him. 41-17 victory last year in Gainesville. Florida has totaled 300-plus yards and 200-plus passing yards in six straight games versus Missouri. So 300-plus total yards and 200-plus passing yards in six straight games versus Missouri. But here you go. This is something to look out for. Each of the last eight games in this series have been decided by 17 or more points. This game usually isn't close in <laughs> one way or the other. Lately, it's been in Florida's favor. But in the last eight games in this series, no matter who the winner is, have been decided by 17 or more points. Hmm. Looking at both these teams just a bit as well, Florida six point yards per carry and Missouri 5.2 yards per carry, ranked first and third in the SEC in rushing yards per carry. So there's uh, some stat introductions there, and let's get some more. Take a look at the stat sheet here for both these teams coming into this game. And as you just saw there, the rushing offenses for both teams is what really stands out. Uh, you know, Florida's total offense still up there. Um, there's a lot of the early season games and the game versus Sanford, of course, really way uh, heavy into this for Florida. But Florida's still second in the SEC in total offense, 
ninth in college football. But as you can see, you go to it in a lot of the rushing offense for the Gators. Um, they're third in the SEC, ninth in college football or FBS. So you know, Florida still got a lot of those statistical rankings that are up there. It hasn't translated on the field, and a lot of it is you know the the early season barrage versus FAU, USF, and Alabama and Tennessee. And since then, have you know really fallen by the wayside until last week at Sanford, um, where you know Florida put up a what 700 yards uh, there. So, you know, kind of deceptive uh, there for Florida, but Missouri, you know, their they're rushing offense is uh, up there as well as far as yards per carry, but not overall. Uh, w- when you look at it, and you want to go by just these comparisons here, but it's a lot about you know what have you done lately. Uh, there, but overall, there you go. You see Missouri's rushing offense, but look, it hasn't mattered what rushing offense Florida has been facing lately. And <laughs> Florida's been you know, in SEC play on the road, been giving up a ton of yards on the ground. But you go and look at both these defenses, a lot to be desired on this side of the ball. Florida now without Todd Grantham playing with, uh, with Christian Robinson as defensive coordinator, so you know the change there, but. Missouri's defense, if you're going to go by statistics, guys, much worse than what Florida brings to the table. I mean, look at total defense, 456 yards a game Missouri gives up, and it's mostly the rush defense. 248.9 yards given up for Missouri. Dead last in the SEC almost dead last in college football. 249 yards a game is what Missouri gives up. We'll get into all that coming up there, but there's your your look right there. Turnover margin, big difference. Big, big, big difference in favor of Missouri there. Florida, one of the nation's worst turnover margin teams. Missouri, tied for 37th, tied for fourth in the SEC. They're plus four in turnover margin while Florida sits at minus eight. They have 15 takeaways this year while Florida only has seven. Or well, Florida only has 10 takeaways. 15 for Missouri, 10 takeaways uh, for Florida. So, yeah, you look at, if you're watching on YouTube, YouTube you get the uh, graphic version of this. Uh, but also Missouri sacks allowed per game, top 10 in the country. You know, Florida hasn't been as productive in getting sacked so far this year uh, lately. But you look at what Missouri does. Missouri gets the ball out pretty quick. That's just their style of offense. Not a lot of chances to give up sacks. Not a lot of chances to get sacks if you're a defense. Um, so they get the ball out quick. And that really helps translate to this, you know, top 10 performance in the country of sacks allowed there. They've only given up 10 sacks this year. Florida's really good in that, in that category too. Um, you know, we're looking at Florida's defense here. Uh, we, we've kind of known Florida not to give up sacks like the last few years. So, but there you go. You know, neither team allowing a lot of sacks. They don't expect a lot of sacks in this game. Um, but, you know, we'll see where it goes. See where it goes. We've, we've, we've laid out a lot in, in a lot of these games this year. We've laid out the trends, especially for Florida's rush defense. And it doesn't seem to translate that way. So we'll see where it goes this week. So there's your look and how the game can go and maybe should go, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it will. So there is your stat look. 
at Florida and Missouri. So to go back last week to Missouri and their performance versus South Carolina was their season's best performance by the Tigers defense and running back Tyler Beatty leading Missouri through a 31-28 victory over South Carolina. Beatty ran 34 times, 209 yards, his fourth 200-yard game of the season. Most in school history. We'll get into, we'll get into him a bit more too, but he climbed to – Fifth place on Missouri's single-season rushing chart. He now has 1,239 yards this season. He's already a 1,200-yard back this year. Uh, the Tiger defenders, their defense, forced three turnovers against South Carolina. You know, Just a week after Florida had played the same South Carolina team, that third-string quarterback, Brown, that you know lit up Florida's defense, didn't do much versus Missouri. Tiger defenders forced three turnovers. They sacked the quarterback three times, three more tackles for loss, and limited South Carolina to 250 total yards. Look, 250 total yards isn't really great to begin with, but they held South Carolina to 250 yards a week after South Carolina gained 459 yards on Florida. That 250 yards is the fewest South Carolina has ever gained on Missouri. And look, South Carolina thought they had figured something out on offense because of what they were able to do to Florida's defense. The game that got Todd Grantham fired. The final straw that, you know, that got Todd Grantham fired. That South Carolina offense, 459 yards on Florida. The very next week, only 250 on Missouri. So, Missouri riding with a little bit of confidence, seeing as how, you know, recent games, South Carolina and Florida, and then what they do to South Carolina. Transitive property can get you in trouble a little bit, but – I think you have to look at it a bit here, see how it translates, see if it translates. And that's what you're looking at coming into this game. That um, that 250 yards from South Carolina included just five yards in the third quarter. And Missouri had a defensive touchdown in that quarter. Um, and South Carolina only ran for uh, 57 rushing yards in that game. Remember how they ran up and down the field on Florida? And remember how bad? you saw You saw the stats just how bad Missouri's rush defense is when they only gave up 57 versus South Carolina. And I'm not trying to prop up South Carolina at all. I think we can prop up South Carolina for what they did to Florida for this team that we're previewing, this team that we've watched week in and week out. It's the same team that's going to Columbia to take on Missouri. So I'm not trying to pump up South Carolina by any, but yeah, I think you have to pump up what they did to Florida and then a week later what they did not do versus Missouri. Look back just a little bit as well for that, that game versus South Carolina. Junior Isaiah McGuire picked up SEC Defensive Lineman of the Week for his performance versus South Carolina. McGuire racked up a career-best six tackles, two for loss. He um, Those two tackles for loss set the Gamecocks back 17 yards. Uh, and then one of the two tackles for loss was a 13-yard sack of quarterback Jason Brown. McGuire also forced and recovered a South Carolina fumble in the victory. So you look for him to see if he can keep that kind of play up there. So that's the player to look for as he's coming in as SEC defensive lineman of the week. That's Isaiah McGuire. And Missouri safety Martez Manuel against South Carolina had a strip sack, which was recovered by Missouri's defense in the end zone for a touchdown there. So their turnovers directly last week versus South Carolina turned into a touchdown. Helped Mizzou to a 31-14 lead in the second half. 
He has 64 tackles on the season, including a team-leading solo 50 tackles. So there's another player for Missouri's defense to watch out for, safety Martez Manuel. All right, so let's take a look at the matchup. Florida and Missouri just a little bit. You saw the stats earlier. We know how Florida should be able to win this game. If Florida's going to win this game, you know the path. But at the same time, we know we can't count on it. While the Gators do rank first in FBS with six rushing yards per carry. Told you there's like that little split that you put there. You go to FAU, USF, Alabama, Tennessee. Okay, offense was humming at that point. That really contributes to the six-point rush yards per carry that help lead college football right now. But since going to Kentucky, the Gators have averaged 3.9 yards a carry away from the swamp. That's a, about a two-yard difference in their average. Can Florida get back to any type of the early season run game production? LSU's run defense was terrible. It didn't matter. South Carolina's rush defense was terrible. It didn't matter. There is rush defense is even worse than those two defenses. Even worse than those two teams. Will it even matter? Based on you know these previous games where Florida should have been able to take advantage of those rush defenses or what we thought. But I think we were basing that on what Florida had done earlier in the season. We know now the Florida rush game is not anywhere near what we thought it was. Now, we think it can be if Florida wants to start handing Damian Pierce the ball a little bit more. You know, we'll get in. I asked for some of your tweets out there. We'll get into some of your tweets about this game as well. And that seemed to be a big prevailing theme, by no surprise. Give Damian Pierce the ball. Maybe the running game gets back in a little bit of a groove. Maybe it opens up the offense. So that's part of it. But we also know Florida's had their issues up front. So Missouri, dead last in the SEC. 129th in the country, giving up 249 yards a game on the ground. So the Gators rushing attack, bit of a mirage based on stats, leading the country with six yards of carry, but it hasn't hit that mark once this season in a true road game. And I'm not counting the USF, the friendly USF game at the beginning of the season. That was a lot of Gator crowd there, basically a away game, home game for Florida. Florida you know, averaging six yards a carry, but hasn't hit that on the, in a true road game yet this year. And Florida hasn't hit that six yards a carry versus the FBS or SEC opponent since the Tennessee game. So while we should be able to point to the run game working for Florida, can we really? Because it hasn't shown up lately. You know, I mentioned Damian Pierce. He's averaging 7.1 yards a game the last two SEC games versus South Carolina and Georgia. Dan Mullen, feed him the ball. <laughs> he's, he's over the team average. Give him the ball. But why does Florida need to run the ball? First of all, to help carry this offense, run the game, but mostly because Emory Jones needs to help. Needs to help more than ever on the road. We know the issues on the road. The whole offense has been bad. Mostly because they can't get the run game going. And that makes Emory Jones plays worse. Less, less risk need to be taken. We see all the turnovers that's there, especially when Florida's been on the road. Emory has only five of his 18 touchdown passes on the road. 
and six of his 10 interceptions have been on the road this year. Much different quarterback. Partly because you had a lot of home games at the beginning of the season, so you're able to take advantage, build your stats up there. And look, it's not a surprise that teams play better at home than they do on the road, but these are astounding numbers. Six of his 10 interceptions have been on the road. Missouri's secondary has snagged an interception in nine of the 10 games played this year. They have a total of 11 interceptions, ranking 23rd nationally and fourth in the SEC. So they can get the ball. They can look. That's almost what South Carolina's defense a couple weeks ago, almost a kind of very similar stat there. You know, they weren't a very good overall defense, but they caused turnovers. Florida's got another road game right here against the defense just like that almost. In the last two true road games versus LSU and South Carolina, Georgia, of course, on the uh, neutral site game. But the last two true road games, I'm talking about a run game now. He's only averaged two yards a carry. This is how different it is from home and on the road. Emory Jones ranked second among all FBS quarterbacks with 5.7 yards of rush. That's six among all FBS quarterbacks with 628 net rushing yards and seventh with 62.8 rushing yards per game. But we know the recent road games have not been too kind. I mean, he averages 5.7 yards of rush, but in the last two true road games, two yards of carry. It's been it's been a struggle. It's been defenses have figured this offense out. Keep your eyes in the backfield. Keep your keep your eyes from keeping Emory Jones from doing much with his legs. He can't beat you with his arm. And without the other side of the run game with the running backs, that's why the offenses look stagnant. I mean, he still ranks second in the country, 5.7 yards rush, but only two in those last two true road games. I mean, that's the big difference here. You know, we can throw the Sanford game in last week if you want to. Okay, I mean, yeah. But, we you know, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. Glad he played well, but we got to start seeing it on these SEC games, these SEC road games. That's where the difference is. You got one more SEC road game to kind of prove it. Can he turn it around? He's going to need to for Florida one, if Florida wants to win this game. Doesn't need to have to do it by himself. We know the offense works with him as long as he has help in the run game. And when he can contribute on the ground as well. So when we're talking about run game, if Florida's going to win this game, it's got to come from Emory Jones' legs, and it's got to – and hopefully AR. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying Emory Jones here because we go back to Monday's press conference, Dan Mullen is saying Emory Jones is going to get the start. We'll have a package for Anthony Richardson. You know, so maybe some of these explosive runs that we saw earlier in the season, that creeps back into if, if, if need be. But if Emory Jones is going to play the majority of the game, his stats need to improve. Overall rushing game stats need to improve. So we know the offense works with him as long as he's got that help in the run game and he can contribute on the ground as well. When Missouri struggles in stopping the run this season, Florida's going to have to take advantage and have to take advantage in order for the offense to be successful. I think we know that. You're not going to go out there and throw it 40 times a game and win this game. Grace, look, I mean, I say that, 
And I'm sitting here and I've also said, well, Florida should be able to run the ball in LSU and they'll win the game because of that. Nope. Yeah, Florida should be able to run the ball in South Carolina because they've, they've run the ball. Okay. South Carolina's not that great. Nope. Okay. Well, I think we got to kind of go by what history is telling us lately. So hopefully, I'm hoping that we just got to hope Florida can run the ball. But just as running the ball is a must for Florida to win this game, stopping the run is just as important. Talk about these games lately. 321 yards given up on the ground to LSU. 193 to Georgia. 284 versus South Carolina. There's your last three SEC games. And now who do you get to face? Missouri senior running back Tyler Beatty. Ranked fourth nationally in rushing yards. 1,239 yards. Yards per game with 123.9. He's fifth in total touchdowns with 16. 11th in total points and with 96 points. Each of those marks leads the SEC. Beatty is also second in the SEC and 15th nationally in scoring 9.8 points per game. And 18th nationally, second in the SEC in rushing touchdowns with 12. Yards, and he scores. Beatty has rushed for over 200 yards on four different occasions this season. He had 209 versus South Carolina last week. He had 254 versus Vanderbilt, 209 versus North Texas, and 203 versus Central Michigan. So, not the best competition, of course, taking advantage of the competition. I mean, if we're going to, you know, a lot, if we're going to give Emory Jones the credit for FAU and USF and Sanford and those games like that, well, we'll have to sit here and give Tyler Beatty the same. I know it's not, uh, doing all those 200 yards versus the juggernauts of the SEC, 209 versus South Carolina, 254 versus Vanderbilt. So there you go, two of the worst teams in the SEC. 209 versus North Texas, 203 versus Central Michigan. But we've seen what this Florida defense has done recently. So it doesn't really matter. He's the only player in the country with four 200-yard games this season. So, I mean, there you go. I mean, a lot of teams out there are playing this competition. So, you know, maybe Missouri keeps him in the game too long. Maybe that plays into it. But the only player in the country with four 200-yard games this season, that's Tyler Beatty. He's got the talent. He's got the talent. He's got the skill set to, to punish Florida. If Florida hasn't learned anything these last few weeks. But he's also a threat in the air. Tyler Beatty, his 17-yard reception against Tennessee, became the first Missouri Tiger player in program history to reach 1,000 rushing yards and 1,000 receiving yards in his career. Became the first SEC player to reach that mark since Kentucky wide receiver Lynn Bowden. Have to bring that up. Everybody knows who Lynn Bowden is. Tyler Beatty doing some of those similar things. And here's what to watch out for. If it's a close fourth-quarter game, watch out for Beatty his performance even more. He has shown a knack for getting it done in crunch time. He's averaging 9.08 yards per carry in the fourth quarter. Nine yards a carry in the fourth quarter. So if this is a close game, this Florida defense, you know, is either hanging tough or they've been giving up rushing yards all game. Either way, either way, if it's a close game. And we're going into the fourth quarter. You got to get watch out for Beatty getting even more of a groove, getting stronger as the game goes on. Nine yards per carry in the fourth quarter. 
So there we go. There's your kind of matchup preview. What can Florida do in the run game? What does Florida need to do in the run game? And what does Florida need to do to stop Missouri's run game? Because what, what, what are they going against? Um, so, you know, can Florida learn how to stop a counterplay? Can Florida get lined up? Can Florida play with some physicality up front? I mean, that's probably the, the biggest thing, right? Going out there and putting in the effort. And look, believe me, I heard about it on Twitter. I'll get into your tweets there. It's probably the biggest thing there. Man. So I'll give my prediction in just a second. But before I do, remember a couple more weeks to take advantage of our deal at Four River Smokehouse. Football season's also tailgating season, and there's nothing better for a tailgate than Four River Smokehouse. Named the number one barbecue in the South by Southern Living Magazine. Four River Smokehouse is a family owned barbecue restaurant specializing in 18 hour smoked Angus brisket. I love me some brisket. Got to have some ribs, too. Get those home-style sides, those fresh-baked desserts at any of Four River Smokehouse's 13 Florida locations. Four Rivers party packages come tailgate ready so you can spend more time watching the game and not the grill. You'll be at home. A lot of you will take the trip to Columbia, Missouri, but if you don't, you'll be at home watching all these games. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time grilling. Get it done for you. Enjoy the Great Iron Pack for four for $54.99 or the Party Pack for 12 package for $109. Each package includes Four Rivers award-winning barbecue meats, home-style sides, buns, and signature barbecue sauce. For a limited time, take $5 off on orders of $25 or more when ordering in-store or by phone when you mention Gators Breakdown. So Gators, if you're in Gainesville, swing by Four Rivers, Gainesville, located in Butler Plaza. Or if you're tailgating at home in the Orlando, Jacksonville, Tampa, or Tallahassee areas, then you can also enjoy the best barbecue anywhere in Florida at Four River Smokehouse. All right, here we go. Prediction time. I don't feel good about this one. <laughs> you can probably hear it in my voice uh, all throughout this one. I've, uh, I've only picked Florida to lose twice this season. Uh, once to Alabama, the other one to Georgia. I thought Florida would beat LSU. I thought Florida would beat Kentucky. I thought Florida would beat South Carolina. Didn't see those losses coming, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do it again here. Um, I, I just I don't feel hopeful uh, with this. Um, there's nothing I've seen in recent weeks that gives me any confidence Florida can go on the road and get a victory. Florida, I, I just I, I don't see it. I, I don't see about to go on the road for another game, and then after what we saw versus South Carolina after what we saw last week versus Sanford. I just, I, you know, and then add all in the other road game performances at Kentucky and LSU. If I was picking it, I'd be basing it just on hope. That's really all it is. Um, I don't see anything on the field recently that tells me Florida can win this game. Uh, I, I hope Florida can stop the run that they haven't been able to stop. I hope they can run the ball when they haven't been able to do so lately. All of this combined when Florida has just been so bad on the road this season. Penalties, turnovers, just not showing up for a game. It's all been there. Uh, hope, hopefully they've gotten rid of it all. You know, I, I know things are bad. Um, I know many of us think it's time to move on uh, for, for, from Dan Butler, but I, I never want to see Florida lose a game. I, you know, no matter what the – the narrative is out there. No matter what can happen, what won't happen, I don't want to see Florida lose a football game. I, I don't, you know, 
there's players out there. They don't deserve the fan base to want to go lose games. No, no. The fan in me can't go, you know, want Florida to lose a game. But I have to look at it as I always have as a fan as well. I can pick wins and losses. I'll pick more wins than I will losses. As I said, you know, looking at me this year, <laughs> uh, been, been wrong. A lot has been wrong. Uh, but look, I don't want to see Florida lose, but I feel like I have to pick it here. I, I just see nothing on the field that gives me the confidence Florida can go on the road and, and, and get a victory. I think Missouri's just going to run up and down on Florida, control the game. 37 27 Missouri victory. That's my score. I hope I'm wrong. I hope it goes. I hope that score goes wrong. Uh, look, I got it within 10 points in this, you know, to go back to the stat earlier. Uh, in the in, in the show here of saying you know what was it one more time 37 27 Missouri victory let me go back and find that stat again but each of the last eight games in this series have been decided by 17 or more points so maybe I'm off uh, maybe Florida wins by more than 17 maybe Missouri wins by more than 17 if I told you that stat right there who are you picking to win by more than 17 points I don't think many of us would pick pick Florida right now unfortunately I don't think we would but I do have it, and I do think Florida – I think they make a game of it. I don't think I, – I hope they don't lay down. See, here we go. I'm going, I'm going with the word hope right here. I hope they don't lay down like they did versus South Carolina a couple weeks ago and then that terrible start. Um, well, yeah, yeah, terrible start, almost whole first half of defense versus Sanford last week. Um, so maybe some of the offense carries over. Maybe the defense shows up on the road. This year, but those last two road games, true road games versus LSU and South Carolina, why should I feel any confidence that Florida can go out there and, and, and just flip a switch and turn it around? I mean, maybe something happens where LSU, like LSU's defense showed up and stuffed Florida's run game, or South Carolina's rush defense that was not any good shows up and, 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 and stops the run. Missouri's defense last week shows up and stops the run. You might, Maybe Florida does that this week, too. I don't think I can count on that, though. That's me hoping it happens. I can't predict that it happens. So there we go. I don't like it. I don't like I have to pick Florida. I mean, I don't have to pick Florida to lose, of course. But you guys have always um, liked Gators Breakdown. A lot of the the reviews I get for Gators Breakdown is you know keeping it real, speaking my mind. I don't uh, sugarcoat anything. If it's positive, it's positive. If it's negative, it's negative. If I praise, I'll praise. If it's critiquing, I'll critique. So right now, I'm just giving it to you like I see it. I want to be wrong. I hope Florida wins a game. I don't care what it means for coaching decisions or anything. I just don't. I don't want to see my team lose. But it's it's, it's pretty bad right now. So all right, what do you think, Gator fans? Put it out there. Uh, of your thoughts on what do you want to see Florida do for a win? Because I know if I had seen, if I had put out there, uh, what do you want to see, Gator fans? Oh, I want to see Florida lose. I, I knew, I know, I would have got that a lot. I, I just, I know it. <laughs> so I had to, uh, you know, a lot, and oh, give me, I would, I would have got both sides of the answer, but I know I would have got a lot of that. So I had to phrase the question in a way to where, you know, I just had to. Uh, you know, what do you want to see from the Gators in order to win Saturday versus Missouri? So, all right. Let me pull up some of the – everybody, thank you so much for us, if you're on Twitter out there, for uh, 
putting uh, uh, putting these thoughts out there, and I'll be sharing them here. So, good buddy Tez, everybody, as he him out there, is everybody ain't able on Twitter. He says he wants Pierce with fifteen plus carries. Absolutely, will it happen? Yeah. Anyway, you know what? I should have went and looked about that. Of how many, you know. What's the most carries Pierce has had in the game? I think something that I should I should have uh, noticed this uh, a little bit earlier and, and looked at that, but I don't even think he's had fifty more than fifteen carries in a game um, at all this year. So fifteen plus carries, tackling better, stopping the run, lining up correctly, and most important, and here we go. He's right. Be prepared. And Tez is going to lay out something right here that I've said. Plenty of times. Seems like we go out there and never watch film on any team. And I cannot agree even more with, with, with Tez there because I, I tell you, the, the one thing, even when Florida would win a game, and it would be a too common occurrence, I'd hear Dan Ball say, well, they did some things that we hadn't seen him do before. So? No. It almost happens every game. That's not an excuse to start every game every slow on defense all the time or on de- uh, you know on, on offense when you when when you don't get a get off to a good start but mostly because of the Florida defense. Well they did some they've shown some things we hadn't seen before. I don't care. Does that mean you give up a touchdown drive to start every game almost? No, that should not mean that should not translate that way. Be prepared. They're not reinventing the offense. A week in and week out, just because they're playing Florida. Gator Rich says, "Jesus Christ, I would take a three-zero win or a hundred to ninety-nine win. I don't care. I just want those guys coached up and playing for a purpose. When they go out there and look undisciplined and half tackling, it's ugly. Put it all together, create some turnovers on defense. We need gifts. Probably do need them, and I want I need them just to see them." I mean, I wanted to see turnovers, you know, and that was something I was told was going to be stressed. Now, Florida got Florida did get some turnovers last week, of course. So yeah, they did. Uh, but, you know, now let's see it in a game that matters. Let's see it in an SEC game. Let's see it in a game you absolutely need to go win. But, yeah, coached up, playing for a purpose. You know, a lot of this, too, is on the guys in, in, in that locker room themselves going to play for themselves, and hopefully – you know, earlier this week, um, now it shouldn't have taken this. We talked about leadership, but it, you know, it shouldn't have taken until halftime. A rah-rah halftime speech by the play. I mean, you know, why did it have to take that? Why did it have to get to that point? But if there's anything that can carry over, maybe it's that. Let's see. Anthony Lipsy says, I want to see less missed tackles. No celebrating on first and second down stops. Save those for your big third down plays and some turnovers, which aren't being created as much this season. No celebrating on first, second down stops. I agree. And I could be trying funny and play a joke here. He goes, save those for big third down plays. There aren't many third down plays. So maybe they feel like they have to celebrate on first and second down. <laughs> I'm joking there. Um, I know some people's going to take that the wrong way, but okay. Um, Got to try and have a little bit of fun with it. Gator Bill, MSU, says run, 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 play some better defense. Stop the counter trap. Yeah. I mean, can we stop a counter play? 
I mean, be be nice to see versus an SEC team. Can we can we stop a counterplay? Let the run set up the pass so the heat is taken off from five, and he could be a normal above average quarterback. The kid can sling it. There's no doubt. Let's take some pressure off of him. Bill, good point. That's kind of where I was getting at. Florida needs to be able to run the ball with the running backs. Take some pressure off of Emory Jones. It has not been pretty on the road this year. Uh, let the run set up the pass, and that was something I brought up. Uh, there was a discussion I did have on Twitter today, um, and it's about Florida's run game. And I joked about it yesterday a bit too. Um, you know, Missouri is going to line up to give Florida the pass. They know, or probably will feel, just like South Carolina did, load the box up and make Emory Jones beat you with his arm. He hasn't shown that he can do that. But I did, I did feel. Even though Florida didn't run the ball versus South Carolina, I don't feel like they try to insert it enough. And I know it's stacked box, but you're playing into the defense's hands. You can run in stacked boxes if you've got the physicality to do so. So hopefully Ethan White's back this week. We know the offensive line has been much better when he's on the field. We I think we have seen an effect when he's not out there at left guard. Josh Braun, for as good as he's played this season, not not as good on the left side. He's been better on the right side toward the beginning of the season. Uh but here's the thing, you know, I just hear the – well, the numbers were there in the passing game, so we got to pass. You don't. Nobody says you have to You have to play to the numbers every time. Is it beneficial if you can? Yeah, if your quarterback can throw the ball and take advantage of it. But if you can't, you got to stick with what you do a little better. At one point, that was run the ball. Can it get back to that point? I hope so. Maybe Ethan White's back out there and can help it, but – this whole, well, you can't run against numbers, you can't run against stack box. Yeah, you can. Florida's running in stack boxes earlier this season that was able to do, do, do so with some success. Go out there, run the ball, insert the ball, slow the game down, get your quarterback comfortable. Matt, yeah, I see what you did say. Actually, uh, Jones did well uh, versus South Carolina. He did. I just don't think it was sustainable. Um, it played in the South Carolina's hands. I don't. I think they kind of knew it wasn't sustainable as well. You hit those deep passes there, and then the deep passes completely went away. And then once that went away versus South Carolina, you played right into put, played right into what they wanted you to play in. Uh, but yeah, if you're right, run play selection. A lot of that's RPOs too. I mean, you're counting numbers in the box. Um, it's up to the quarterback to feel comfortable still sticking with the run play, or you know, if he feels. Every quarterback's going to feel comfortable if the numbers are there to throw the ball. Uh, but, you know, maybe there's a a direct run play call. And get a, if Florida hasn't run a whole lot of RPO up until that South Carolina game, uh, and that, you kind of see why there's not really a lot of success in it. Um, let's see. Jay Red says, a love for the game, a love for being a Gator. If not playing for the coach, play for each other. Um, Archie Texter. Um, play on words there, almost like architecture. <laughs> it kind of is. Okay. Um, I want to see better linebacker play. I want to see them come downhill, make tackles in the hole more. I want to see Moon on the field both oh, more, both at Buck and at middle linebacker. Uh, I hope Moon is healthy enough to be on the field. I know he got hurt last week. Um, I'm not so sure. Um, that he'll be on the field this week and maybe for the rest of the season. I hope he is. Um, I'll have to follow up on that. I did hear 
Um, there was a little bit of an injury there with Moon last week. So, I mean, uh, snake bitten, man. I feel sorry for that guy. They've been on this team forever. Uh, come back this year, was playing well. Um, it kind of fell by a little bit, wayside with the whole defense playing bad. Comes back again this year. And uh, now maybe at the end of this year um, that, uh, you know, he might be injured again to finish this season. Uh, but at least uh, just keep an eye out for that. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying anything set in stone right now about that, but just keep an eye out for that. Um, Coach Nine at All Gator, proper run defense, setting an edge, proper run fits. Um, same thing I want to see more from our future defensive coordinator. Uh, maybe some good tackling and physicality thrown in for good measure, not looking for exotic pressures, you know, and maybe not dropping defensive linemen in coverage like we saw a bit last week <laughs> as well. Um, let's see, uh, ATX Gator, Austin, Texas Gator, maybe. I'm just taking a guess there. Um, score more points. I want to win. That is all. I don't care how they win. There we go. Uh, Brian Rosen at Gator5561 says, stop the run. This has potential to get really ugly if Beatty runs wild. On offense, I'd like to finally see us play to our strength and run more two-back sets and power formations. We just don't have the receivers to play so much spread. There you go, Brian. I mean, that kind of go back to my point earlier, just you know, power formations, run two-back sets. Insert your will in the run game. How about you dictate it? I don't care what number say. Go, you know, go be tough. Go dictate it. Judge Sarah Doyle says 100-plus rushing yards, no false starts, zero turnovers, leading to points by Missouri, and maybe an interception return for a touchdown by the Gators. Above par special teams play. Sarah Doyle, hope you're right. <laughs> but uh, um, got to get that uh, – Got to get those extras, maybe. Uh, get it, Ryan. Us to look like we remotely know what we were doing. Yeah, look, completely lost on defense last week against um, an offense we shouldn't have been looking lost against. I'll stand by that. I don't care how good they're supposed to be in the FCS offense. That's not supposed to happen. Um, at GYB 100. Man, I got to ask you what that means. Um can we please get my man Pierce double-digit carries in the cold weather? Maybe learn to ride a hot hand. Um, yeah, Pierce needs double-digit carries. But even if he doesn't, like even if the run game is not going with Pierce, which I think it will, I think he's proven enough that he needs to be the guy. You know, even if he's not the hot hand, if it is right, if it is Davis, stick it with them. Stick with the hot hand. I don't care who it is. Ken Musk says, show up with intensity and effort from the first play. Think Gators need to control the ball on offense, limit Missouri's possessions to keep the defense fresh. On defense, must stop the run, limit explosives, force a couple turnovers. The elite wideout academy, total domination on both sides of the ball, pure effort. Now, you know, you see that. It's an effort for a lot of people here. Uh, at XMLG Drizzy, in order to win, the defense will have to make a huge step forward, more aggressiveness, and more effort. Our offense will have to carry the game, but I expect Missouri to get more stops. Our defense won't stop them. He says Missouri wins. Mullen fired. Uh, okay, I won't get into that when it happens, if, if it happens. 
Uh, Amish nerd, <laughs> understand that winning the game means scoring more points, not gaining more yards. Ooh. Uh, a couple more here. Just a solid team, solid team win with both sides playing loose and having fun. Seems to be when they are at their best. Playing loose, having fun. That happens if you're winning, you know. Can you translate that type of play into a win? Or can you translate a win into that type of play? What well, needs to happen first? Um, ben Campion, 88. Hope I got that right, Ben. To learn how to tackle, not play 17 yards at the line of scrimmage on defense. I doubt that will happen in one week after not doing it for 11. <laughs> and then last one, Chaz Kells. 27 to get 20-plus carries. <sighs> I don't see that happening there. 20-plus carries, but I'll take more than 10 for Damian Pierce. <laughs> I'll, um, yeah. Can we at least get double-digit carries for Damian Pierce? That would be be nice. Be nice to have. All right. That will do it for this Florida-Missouri preview. Let's take a look around the SEC. Before we go, it's Cupcake City this week in the SEC. As you see right here, Charleston Southern at Georgia, Prairie View at Texas A&M, Tennessee State at Mississippi State, New Mexico State at Kentucky. There's your noon slate. Yeah. <laughs> and not a lot of good games uh, right there. We'll squeeze past those. 3.30 p.m. on CBS, Arkansas, Alabama, ranked matchup in the SEC uh, right there in Alabama. You know, what do they look like? Alabama's not has not consistent this year. I don't think Arkansas has much for them. Alabama-Auburn next week, no Bo Nicks. So, you know, we'll see what Auburn looks like, too, this week. They got South Carolina. So, um, but a week before the Iron Bowl, Arkansas goes to Alabama. Four o'clock, of course, Florida at Missouri. Seven o'clock at night, just mentioned, Auburn at South Carolina. 7.30 p.m., Vanderbilt at Ole Miss. Can Ole Miss keep it up after beating Texas A&M last week? 7.30 p.m., South Alabama at Tennessee. And at nine o'clock, Louisiana Monroe at L. Yes, you. So as you can see, not many top-tier matchups in the SEC this week. Uh, not many SEC matchups at all left uh, this year. So, you know, we got uh, rivalry week next week with a lot of the SEC-ACC rivalry games. Um, and you have the cupcakes this week. So not many conference games left this year with two weeks left in the season. But there's your look around the SEC this week. All right. That will do it for this preview of the Missouri Tigers. You look around the SEC going into this week as well. I wish I could be a little more positive there. I mean, look, I laid out a path for Florida to win this game. Right? They just have to show up and do it. A lot harder. Well, that's a lot easier said than done, uh, given what we've seen the last couple months from the skater team. But hopefully they go out there and play much better than I think I got Missouri winning this one. So, all right. I'm the host of Gators Breakdown, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.